And good morning. Our order service is a St. Stephen service. Need we say more? Uh, except our hymns are, I guess all of them are out of the uh, LSB. All righty then. Well, um, let's get started with a rousing, welcoming one another. The peace of the Lord be with you. God's peace. God's peace. God's peace be with you. God's peace. God's peace be with you. God's peace. God's peace be with you. Somebody's back from traveling. God's peace. Second order of business today will be the entrance hymn, hymn 737. You may be seated.
we rise. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Let us confess our sin to one another and to the Lord. Gracious Father, we confess that we have tried to hide ourselves and our sins from you. For we know that we have done wrong. We are drawn to live selfish lives, refusing to bear the troubles of others. We often turn from our neighbors, ignoring their pain and excusing their needs as a responsibility of someone else. Gentle Lord, in your mercy, forgive our sin and free us from our selfish ways. Grant that we may choose to Almighty God, rich in mercy and abundant in love, has given his Son to die for us. For Jesus' sake, at his command and in his behalf, I forgive you all your sins. Go in peace. You have new life in Christ, in Jesus Christ. This new life is founded in forgiveness and framed by joy. Therefore, with the angels, the song of the angels in our hearts and on our lips, we join the whole church on earth and in heaven to proclaim.
peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. We pray together. Our Lord Jesus, you have endured the doubts and foolish questions of every generation. Forgive us for trying to be judge over you and grant us the confidence to acknowledge you as Lord. Please be seated for the readings. Good morning. The first lesson is from the 25th chapter of Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples. The sheet that covers all nations, he will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord, we trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord. The second lesson is from the fourth chapter of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
for the gospel. The Holy Gospel from St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Thank you, Lord, for this gift of life. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come. But they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He set his army and destroyed those murderers and burnt their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, Tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. This is the gospel of the Lord. We praise you, the power of your word. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Well, I'll tell you what, it is pretty frustrating when um, you're sitting next to a police officer who's trying to get to a scene and people just won't get out of the way. I'm not kidding. It's amazing how people won't get out of the way. And you can just, you know, I mean, well, there's somebody next to me. There's, no, there's not even a, a, a moment. And that's the part that scares me the most, because then the police officer has to step it up a notch and get on their bumper and blow the horn and all of that stuff. And then finally they get the idea. Maybe. It's frustrating because there is an order and we desire that order. But sometimes, I don't know, maybe we feel like we don't need to follow that order. Maybe we get the, as my mom would say, emphasis on the wrong syllable. And we 
decide what rules we want to follow and what rules we don't want to follow. But I want to say this. I want to hope we can reset the table and see what we are all about. Because Christians are not about following rules. It's not about that. It has been made that. If you are a Christian, you will follow these rules and those rules and whatever. And you will jump through these hoops and those hoops. Being a Christian is being an invite to the great wedding feast of Christ and His church. We are more than conquerors. We are royalty. We're invited to the best feast going. And uh, maybe we hope they'll have some gumbo, you know, little gumbo there, little, little seafood or something like that. But you know what? In the end, it doesn't matter because being there is what matters. And as we live in life, right now, as we live in life, it is not about rules and regulations. It is about Christ suffered and died on the cross. Christ conquered. Christ is the one who is the judge. And he invites all of us, brothers and sisters, into the eternal rest. And you see, it's about now and not yet. It's about, it's about who you are that gives way to who you will be. And we can sit and we can dream about everlasting life, but we don't even get that right. However, we need to realize, as it is written here, that we are invited to the great wedding feast of Christ and His church in heaven, where there's going to be aged wine. So, you know, the church that says... Um, well, you know, uh, we're not supposed to drink wine. Um, and the wine that Jesus served was always new wine, so it didn't have a high alcoholic content. Well, here it's aged wine. It's about as robust and about as rounded. And I'm not a wine connoisseur. I'll let God do that. And I'm sure when I take a sip of that, I'll go, hmm, that's pretty good. And I might know what I'm talking about when I'm in heaven. I might. Because I think we're going to gain all kinds of, I don't know. We're going to know stuff in heaven that we don't know here. But I know that I probably would not say, well, gee, I don't know if I was God, I would probably choose the Chablis instead of the Chardonnay. Because it's all going to be good. And right now, it's all good. But boy, oh boy, sometimes it just doesn't seem to be that good. Even the Apostle Paul, when he's writing and he's saying, you know, I've found the secret of being content. But he, he had to kind of say to the Philippians, well, I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys came through. Right? Because I'm here on earth and, you know, I'm... I need, I need some help. I'm in prison. I need, I need a little help here. And you finally, you're, you're 
care package finally got to me. Not that I'm complaining and not that I'm asking for more. But when Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, it's kind of, it's kind of that picture that no one should go wanting. No one. Not even your enemies. Because the Bible also says, love your enemies. Treat them well. Don't pay them the way they pay you. Why? Because we belong to the invited. We are chosen people of God. Now in this parable, uh, where Jesus is talking, you have a king who is inviting people. Nobody wants to come. And I could see, you know, the people talking about that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to go to that either. That king's really not all that good. He's really, I don't know. I mean, I got other things to do. I, I don't have time for all of this stuff. Church and listening to God's word and all of that stuff. I mean, come on. I, you know, I was confirmed. I've heard it. I actually had a guy tell me, it's an elderly fellow who came to, to, to church and he wanted to join, but he was not going to take any refresher courses or, or any, anything, you know, because he'd, he remembered everything from his confirmation. And I thought, mm-hmm. And he did join. And as far as I know, he was a, an excellent member. Another person... Uh, came and said, you know, Pastor, I would have joined a lot earlier, but life wasn't so, so good, and I wanted to come to church on my own terms when things were, when, when I had straightened my life out. I didn't want to come to church and beg God to help me. I wanted to come from a position, I guess what he was saying is he wanted to come from a position of strength. Does that make any sense? I tell you what, but if you feel that way, if you're one of those strong people and you're used to picking other people up, you might pull that one on God. That policeman is barreling down there. You don't care why that policeman's... Excuse me, sir. This is my lane right now. And I've got places to go too. I know you got your little blue lights and your little sirens and all of that stuff. But I got places also to be. And it's just as urgent for me as this is for you. Well, that kind of misses the point, doesn't it? Because if you don't go over, not only are you disobeying the law, but you're disobeying God who put them in authority. And all of the rules that, that are made, we're just, you know, I mean... I could see God up there writing on our report cord. Does not play well with others. Because we've got things to do, and our opinions are more important than everybody else's. And God simply wants to say this, look, this is your Sabbath rest before your Sabbath rest. This is the time where it says, 
this and we're supposed to say rejoice in the Lord always again. I will say it rejoice. Let your gentleness, your gentleness be evident to all. If you're a gentle person, you're really, you're, you're not, you know, tensed up and you're not, uh, uh. It seems like you know a little bit more because you're gentle and you're patient and all of those things. Let your gentleness be evident. The Lord is near. He's always near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And people say, you don't understand, pastor. I do anxious. That's what I do. That's my job. Anxiousity. Anxiosity. I am, I am the master of anxiosity. And God says, you don't need to be anxious. You don't need that. Because you have me and I'm listening to you. Why? Because we are citizens of heaven already while we're living in I don't know what, I don't know what we, it, hell wouldn't be the right word because we ain't been there. And I tell you what, hell is filled with believers, but there's no grace. That's what makes hell so hellacious because everybody wants to be in God's kingdom, but they can't because they had their time and they didn't take it. Now, that kind of brings a little bit to that. Well, you have the wedding banquet, and, and you have this guy who comes in, and you go, no, wait a minute, that's not fair. That guy came to the wedding banquet, whether he was wearing, because, you know, that's the way churches get, come as you are. But you see, what the king did is the king sent out garments with everything. If you said you were coming, you got a garment. And so... Everybody who showed up there, that was their invitation, is that they wore the garments that the king had made and sent out. So how does that work in our life? We're covered with the blood of the lamb, that's your garment. You can't see it, but you're either a Christian or you're not. The invisible church, because we can't see who is, and I don't make judgments on. I've stopped trying to make judgments on who's going to heaven and who's going to hell a long time ago. And you know what? My life is a lot better for it, because I don't have to do that judgment. Because I am not the judge. It's good just to just to throw the seed of the good word out there and let it fall where it may, and hopefully it falls in our hearts. And if you're a Christian, you need that seed to fall in your heart. If you're not a Christian, you need that seed to fall in your heart. And now I sound like a salesman. But what I'm saying is that everybody knows, even if you look at I didn't know what programs they have out there, scientific programs. It used to be something like Nova or, I don't know, you know, some of these programs that say that even those scientists, whether they believe or not, say one of these days a meteor is going to get awfully close to Earth and it's not going to be good. 
And in this world, we're talking about climate change, and it's not a political issue. And death is not a political issue. Oh, well, if he'd have been with this party, he wouldn't have died. Or she wouldn't have died. Life is life. And each one of us journeys through this temporary world, no matter how permanent it may seem. It is all temporary. And we traverse through to an eternal reality. And some people out there say, I got an invitation from some king. I don't even believe that king exists. So, in file 13 right away. Is there still a file 13? The trash. Not even going to look at it. I don't care. I got things to do. And I think the, the most heartbreaking one is the person who wants to learn about God, but on their own terms. That's the one who shows up to the wedding feast because that person wants to, you know, they're still window shopping. And I've talked to people like that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of agnostics. We're not even talking about atheists. But agnostics, I know there's a God out there somewhere. And I'm so glad, they'll say, after a long discussion, I'm so glad that you are, that you are confident in who God is and all of those stuff. I just, I just have questions. I don't know. And so, they want to go to the banquet, but... Ah, you know, there's just, they're busy reading the small print. I don't know what they're doing in whatever contract. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But they're not making a decision. Look, it's easy if somebody is seeking God. I simply tell them, well, don't forget Jesus. See what Jesus has to say. If you're seeking God, seek Jesus. No pressure. If you reject Jesus, it's not going to be the first time. And isn't that something? Isn't that something? The Bible says, hey, be careful who you entertain, because you may be entertaining angels. Well, as far as you know, if Jesus puts me up here in the pulpit, he expects me to preach his word, and he expects people to hear his word from me. And I'm, I'm not even going to get started about what a knucklehead I am. You guys know that. I always say that because you guys come up and say, yeah, knucklehead, I like that word. I even got, we even got, uh, my wife and I even got a, um, uh, a meal uh, at, at Knuckleheads, the bar. There's a grill called Knuckleheads, and that was, our, that, and the food was good. Nothing wrong with knuckleheads. But just, but just, you know, being all bound up and all concerned about other things and missing the big picture. You know, that's kind of like the knucklehead thing to do. It's just, 
not seeing what's right in front of you. And then later when somebody explains it, you go, oh, oh. Well, I guess I missed out on that one. Oh, you should have been there. Boy, and that happens. That's why, you know, as chaplains, we really need to be on the stick because you don't want to miss something that you should have been to. That's the worst thing. Somebody comes up to you and say, well, you know, the press was there, the mayor was there, the command staff was there. Where were you? That is not the time to pull out the, well, I got things to do myself. I got important things to do. I don't, I, you know, no. The only thing you can say is, oh, I feel like such a knucklehead. Had I not been thinking about things that I thought was more important, I would have been where I was supposed to be. Don't worry. It happens to everybody, doesn't it? Man, I should have been there. Kicking myself, I should have been there. I was on vacation, and I was looking at the phone, which of course you shouldn't do, Thursday and Friday. Man, I was going, oh, I should have. No, you're on vacation. But sometimes when you're not on vacation, and you act like you are on vacation, that's not good. Because if you don't show up, you are missing. Missing in action. And there are people who notice that you're missing. Christians, when they go about their lives, and they, you know, get upset, and it happens, right? You get so fed up. I can remember a time in life, I can't remember exactly when it happened, but I can remember... When I was thinking, why do I always get the short end of the stick, right? Have you ever been there? Oh, man. It's not one of those banquet parties. It's a pity party. And you get to be there all by yourself. And you get to, and, and what do you have there? I don't know, Twizzlers? I, I don't know. I, it's not even, it's, it's, it, it's not relaxing. It's a party that's no fun whatsoever. Why do I always get the short end of the stick? Why do, I always, why do I always have to be nice? Why do I always have to be forgiving? Why doesn't somebody forgive me every now and then? No, it doesn't happen. And you get on that slow boat to wherever it's going. And in the end, you find out that it's just not worth it. Get off the slow boat. Get on the party boat that's going to heaven. Now there, you have aged wines, you have really good food, you have people saying, I know you, I love you, and you have God himself, who, while you didn't even know him, he knew you and he suffered, he died on the cross, and he made you a bona fide citizen of God's kingdom. And you don't even know what that means, <laughs> you don't even know what that means yet. But thank God he gives us enough because he gives us faith so that we can say, look, I know that God has done a lot of things. You look in the Bible and it says, he was walking on the road to Emmaus with his disciples. I mean, there are names and places. There are rulers that he dealt with. Don't tell me that Jesus is a myth. 
that God doesn't know what he's doing. God is certainly entered into our history, and he certainly did suffer and die on the cross for you and for me. Yeah, but I don't know how somebody could do... Well, God is God. If you could explain everything God did, he wouldn't be much of a God. But God is far higher than you and me. And yes, every day we say something stupid. Sometimes we just don't know what we say that's stupid. But God says, oh, you got to love them. That's my children. (laughs) Bunch of knuckleheads. But you know what? I love them. I suffered and I died for them. And they're all getting invitations. Because it's not perfections. It's not obeying rules. It is by my grace and my love that they get to come to heaven. And I've given them faith. And they have used that faith. That's what Christianity is about. It's about resting in the Lord. Just like when he started it with Adam and Eve. Kind of said this last Sunday a little bit. It was, you got work to do. But you know what? Take your time. And every day, in the cool of the day, God would come down and he would walk with Adam and Eve. And they didn't even know they didn't have clothes on. Everything was innocent. Everything was perfection. And God had a one-on-one, one-to-one relationship with his children. But when sin came in the world, oh my, oh, oh dear. The first two children, you had a 30. You know what a 30 is? It's a murder. One child murdered the other child. There's only two kids in the world, and one murdered the other one. Wow. And was God gracious to that murderer? Yeah. Yes, he was. You and I, we've done our share of things. If you look at the Ten Commandments, there's not a one that we've kept. And if you have a question about that, come talk to me after the service. Murder. Thou shalt not murder. You know the explanation? Character assassination is also murder. So, you didn't pass that one either. But, one thing happened that changed everything. While we were yet sinners, while we were weak, Christ suffered and died. He obeyed the law and he paid your debt and my debt and he paid the debt of Hitler and he paid the debt of all, whoever you can think of. He paid their debt. And if they don't call on the name of God because they're busy doing something else. You see, he sent out the invitations and it's going out to everybody. And if you reject that invitation, fine by you. But 
you're not going to get, you're, you're going to be, ah, I should have, I could have. And we're back to the picture of hell, where everybody in hell is a believer. Everyone. Like that rich man who didn't feed that poor, starving person at his gate, Lazarus. And Lazarus died, and he went to heaven. And the rich man, it's got nothing to do with rich and poor, but it has to do with how we use what we have because we are children of God. And it's as simple as that. No problem. Brother, sister, you need something? No problem. Why? Because I need things as well. And God is always there for me. And so that relieves me from the worry of having to get it for myself. Because while I wasn't looking, Christ covered the whole bill. While I wasn't looking, Christ did a better job than I could ever begin to do for myself. And that is why the Apostle Paul writes and says, whatever is right, whatever is true, noble, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything excellent, praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned, received, or heard from me, or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So pull over. Rest. Be thankful. Because you have been invited to God's wedding feast. Amen. We continue with the hymn of the day, hymn 571.
We continue with the Confession of Faith by the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, only all things were made, for us and for our salvation, became man out of the dead. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified out of Pontius Father, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come in and glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Spirit, the Lord will give her life. Who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiping and glorified. He is spoken through the cross. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the previous sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We continue with the offertory. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly King, your King, your Son, Jesus Christ, purchased the church with his precious blood. Preserve her in the pure teaching of your word, in the right use of the sacraments, in the unity of faith. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly King, you sent out your invitation that all who believe in your Son should take their seats at his feast. By the proclamation of your church, gather many however evil they may be, and repent and fill your eternal banquet hall. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heavenly King, bless all the families and homes in which our people dwell. 
Grant grace to husbands and wives as they may fulfill their vocation to one another and their children. Grant also that, as a family, they may faithfully teach and learn the faith. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly King, keep the coming of your Son always at the forefront of heart and mind, that, subje that subject for his sake to the fleeting powers of this world, we may live in continual godliness and the peace that passes all understanding. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. <laughs> Heavenly King, uh, King, for whom we wait, you promised to wipe away the tears from all faces. We ask that you would uh, bless the family and friends of uh, Daryl Rodrigue, who, uh, who passed away. Um, they and all who weep here, uh, that at last they may be comforted, restored, and received into the banquet of heaven. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also ask that you'd continue to be with Ern and Lila uh, Beyer. Uh, we ask for their uh, speedy recovery. And uh, we pray for uh, the Rebecca O'Brien as a medical procedure. Um, we also ask that you would be with all of those people in our bulletins. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly King, you have prepared a table before us in the midst of those who refuse your invitation. Keep your church unstained by the world that we may partake of the Lord's Supper worthily, clothed in his baptismal grace. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly King, give us such joy in pursuing what is true, just, pure, worthy, of praise, that spurning the temptations of this world, we would suffer no anxiety. Let our trust be placed faithfully in Christ, and let our hope rest in the life of the world to come. Through Jesus, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, from the beginning of time, your gracious hand has given life to all things. You shape the world and fashion the people by the power of your word. All creation is renewed by the soft whisper and the thunderous roar of your spirit. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. In this final age of your creation, you have given us your son, your word, become flesh. In his redeeming death and resurrection, Jesus has fulfilled your promise of a full, secure life on this earth and a certain joyous life throughout eternity. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in the remembrance of me. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Send upon us now, we pray, your Holy Spirit, that living in the light and power of Jesus' resurrection, we may live our lives in praise of you and in service to others. And so begin today to experience the inheritance prepared for all your children. Hosanna in the highest.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Welcome to the Lord's Table. The God of hope grant you joy and peace in believing so that you will be filled with the hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.